Welcome to The Essentials, a podcast featuring foundational teachings for every Christ follower. Welcome to our fourth episode of our Creekwood Essentials podcast. I'm here with Desi Hink. Hey, good to be with you today. And Dr. Thalissa Nutt. Hey, you guys. It's good to be here with you today. I'm excited because today we're going to tackle the second habit of, of a healthy believer, and that is that of godly relationships. I couldn't wait to share with you guys today on this podcast about a book I just finished up, and I highly recommend the book. It's called The Power of the Other, and it's by Dr. Henry Cloud. He uses an analogy in the book, and I think, uh, again, it's similar to us and how, how we're created as humans, but he uses the cell phone and how if we're traveling on a plane, or we have our phone on airplane mode, we land, we immediately turn on our phones, and our cell phones begin to search, and it's searching for connection. And we as humans, again, we're created a lot like that in that we're searching for connection. And again, we're searching for godly connection yeah. as Christ followers. And there's in the book, he explains there are four different quadrants. And of course, the godly relationship uh, really is, you know, our relationships that are um, encouraging, that you don't feel condemnation, you don't yeah. feel, you know, just... Uh, you know, criticism, but you feel uplifted. That's cool. And, and you're challenged in a really good way. And so. I, I like that. I mean, signals, um, uh, speaking of humans, I and mean, we, we, we want to live out life with other people. Yes. You know, isolation can be so dangerous. Exactly. That's one right? of the quadrants. It can be so dangerous to, to remain isolated. But I love that concept of signals. Um, Desi, what about you? What about how do godly, the godly relations play out in your life? Well, it's true. We're all looking for relationships. And if we're not careful, careful, we can actually connect to the wrong relationships. Yeah. When we're yeah. searching, sometimes we just go to the path of least resistance. That's What's true. the closest uh, signal that I can pick up and connect with? Yeah. And I think we have to watch ourselves and be careful that we don't surround ourselves with the wrong people. Mm-hmm. And like Alyssa was saying, relationships that are godly are going to encourage our walk with Christ. Yeah. And all of us have had those relationships where the more time you spend with that person, the worse you feel about yourself, the less connected you feel with God, and the less you want to reach out to others, just because somehow they begin to drain your, you begin yeah. to drain you, and your relationship is just this draining relationship that's always taking, it's never giving, and so I think as Christians, we really have to be uh, you, strategic. yeah, strategic, yeah. yeah, you want to talk about that for a minute? Yeah. Well, you know, I immediately think of a, a passage of scriptures, a, a passage of scripture out of Proverbs, and it, you know, in, in and I learned this as a teenager. In in Proverbs, it says in in chapter thirteen, verse twenty, "Walk with the wise, and you will become wise." Mm. For a, a companion of fools suffers harm. You know, there are people that we hang out with. And we, we learn, we're challenged, we grow as individuals, you know. And so even as a teenager, I thought, I, you know, I'm going to seek out friends that, that, that are wise. Mm, yeah. and, and, and again, that's who you want to hang with. You know, when you talk about being a teenager, I remember my parents always telling me, that bad company corrupts good morals. And I just would always kind of roll my eyes 
But it didn't take long before when I was hanging out with the wrong people that I started acting like them. Yeah. I know, habits yeah. and yeah. like language and, you know, something to just bounce off of. Uh, kind of a saying I, I would, I was, uh, you know, I would use as a teenager, if I hang out with dogs, I'm going to get fleas. Yeah. <laughs> That's <laughs> so know, true. You know, meaning habits are, are going to wear, you know, wear yeah. off on yeah. each other. If you hang out with fish, you're going to drown. I'm, not, I'm, kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. No, but I, I love that because we don't typically think about friendships or relationships and feeding our soul. We think of feeding our soul as reading the Word of God, praying, and things like that. But you got to understand. We have to remember like how influential the people around us are. Yeah. Right. Right. There is no force field, no shield yeah. that keeps that influence out of our lives. So it's important that we make wise choices there. You know, when I think about that in relationships. Um, one thing that I decided was that whenever I got married, I didn't want to surround myself with men that would just constantly uh, talk poorly about their wives. Oh, that's good. And so I just, you know, I think that if you're not careful, there's, you can get around other men that are saying, you know, my wife's always a nag or my wife's always this, yeah. and then you can fall into that trap. And so what I did was I just made this commitment that that to me is not life giving. That's not a godly relationship. If yeah. I kind of surround myself with guys that are not building their wives up that aren't being uh, positive in those situations. And so I just said, you know, that's a commitment where I realized that's a red flag to me to say that's not a godly relationship if it's revolving around putting someone else down. Right. Yeah. yeah. And awesome. that goes back to a person's words. Yes. And the kind of words that they're, yes. you know, using. So. No, I love that. So Desi, I really like that. I mean, um, what came to mind for me was that this quote, I think it's from John Maxwell, where he mentioned something like no one ever accomplished anything significant on their own. So we think about our lives and our spiritual destiny, how significant eternity is, right? And how we should be living this life purposeful in preparation for eternity. You mentioned marriage. Mm. That's a huge part of what we ought to be trying to improve. Yeah. It's a big part of our life, right? There's probably other things about how you, how you handle yourself in your career, yeah. how we handle you know, the, the materialism around us, how we handle raising our kids, how we handle you know, just the different aspects of our lives. So I really like what, what you said about being purposeful about not being around people that talk negatively about their wives, right? Sure. And it just tells me that we ought to be thinking about friendships in that manner to say, as a Christ follower, God's called me to certain things, and here's the important things in my life. I need to make sure that I find people that have like values and like, right, like right. purposes mm-hmm. so I know that I'm going to be constantly built up. I like that. So, so then with that truth, I wonder how do we find the balance of not excluding ourselves from others yes. or becoming a holy huddle that unless you meet <laughs> some type of uh, moral standard that right. I'm not going to relate with you, how do we still stay yes. intentional? Because I think we also not only need to surround ourselves with godly people that are going the same direction, but we also need to be intentional in in helping to build up other people as well that might not be as far along as us. Great question. I love that one. Um, I think our perfect model of this is Jesus. Mm. So let's just talk for a second. How did Jesus do it, right? I mean, Jesus was known as the friend of sinners, right? right? And he constantly got criticized for 
working on the Sabbath, for uh, hanging out with people that the, the religious crowd didn't want to hang out with. You think about just story after story, Zacchaeus, the woman at the well. You know, um, I, I was just reading the other day about the the lame man by the pool of Bethesda. Bethesda is that what yeah. it was? Yeah. And how he said, you know, no one's here to help me go into the healing waters. And so people get there before I do. Right. right. And just, you know, when you think about Peter and John, when they when they walk by or whatever, all that stuff. Right. And you think about that and how how Jesus was constantly helping people. Other people didn't want to help. Right. right. So that said, how did Jesus do? How did he remain? You know, sort of with his godly influence, if you will, one with the Father, he had his disciples, and then he was also with so many people that you would say were ungodly. Mm. I mean, I, I, I just think it's a great, great example. What are some aspects of that? When you think about how did Jesus do it? He picked his 12. Yeah, and, well, so I think what we see in the life of Jesus is someone that was connected to God. Yeah. And I think we're going to fool ourselves if we think that we can go out and make these decisions and use good judgment apart from the help of the Holy Spirit. And we know that, that everything that, that Jesus did, he did in the power of the Father. And so he was connected to God. And the beautiful thing is, as Christians, that God did not leave us alone. We don't have to wander this world on our own, but he left us a helper in the Holy Spirit. Yeah. And so that we can have discernment. And so as we have discernment, we can go and know where God's leading us to and who he's leading us mm -hmm. to, that we can help bring them along. But we need to make sure that we're prayerful and yeah. that we're being obedient to the Holy Spirit. And we're listening to the spirit within us that if we have a check in our spirit or it's telling us to get away from a situation, we need to be obedient to that. Yeah. But we also need to be obedient when God's calling us to go to maybe an uncomfortable situation, mm -hmm. maybe to reach out to somebody that doesn't look like a good Christian, yeah. but yet we still have a call to minister and reach to them, but we can't do it in our own strength. We really can't. We can right. only do it. You know, the Bible tells us that we can do nothing of any good apart from God. That's great. Yeah. That's good. Good. I love that. Yeah. I think, I think, no, you're absolutely right. And I, it's, it's a hard thing because the last thing you want to do is come across as judgmental. Right. right? And, and, and that's not, that's not what what God has called us to do. I love the inclusion aspect of, of saying, yeah, I need to have godly friends. I also need to be reaching people that need God. Mm -hmm. Right. And I, I, I love that. So Talissa, don't laugh at this. Okay. All right. But what about, there's some thought out there to say, okay, I've got my friends. I've got my Bible, whatever. And if I need any spiritual advice or help, I'm just going to go to my pastoral staff. Why do I need friends to go do that? Yeah. What would you say to people that rely strictly on that line of thinking? I think the pastoral staff, they're certainly helpful, you know, but um, as far as like complete reliance on, you know, uh, the staff or the pastoral leadership, you know, I, I, I do think that's uh, maybe again, just maybe uh, leaning a little too hard yes. in one particular area. And I think that yeah. just shows us the value of having some of those other godly relationships when you're in a crunch or, uh, you know, a situation where you need, you need some godly advice, yeah. you know, yeah. um, you, you need to have that relationship to be able to pick up the phone yeah. and go, Hey, this is going yeah. on. What do you think? I love it. So could I brag on Desi for a second? Sure. Cause I think this, wow. this, yeah, this, it really was close. As a matter of fact, I brought on into a couple of people at work too. Um, last week I had, um, a, a day where I had three, 
I think I call them pivotal meetings where yeah. they weren't going to be pleasant mm-hmm. and they could very easily go south for me and for others or whatever, right? Just real tenuous time. And I was driving to work just really thinking about it. I'll be honest, I wasn't necessarily praying like about it, but I was thinking like, oh, this, this, this is going to be a tough day. I was not looking forward to it. And then out of the blue, I get a text from Desi yeah. just saying, hey, just want you to know I'm praying for you. Hope you have a good day kind of thing, right? And that just really, that having that kind of friendship where, Desi didn't know the the details of my day, but yet we have a friendship enough that he was like, "Hey, you're on my heart." Yeah. And I just think having that kind of relationship is is awesome. Mm-hmm. It's not like you have to get together and just sort of talk for hours, spill your guts, mm-hmm. and then you get great advice and go home. Right. Friendship is just being in tune, like you're talking about those signals. Yeah. And I thought that was a great example of that. And you know, I just want to add to that. I I received a text this week and. Uh, this person was like, hey, how can I pray for you? Mm. And I'm like, oh, good. Somebody wants to, you know, like, had, you know, I had a list. No, but, you know, and I and I gave it some thought. And, again, they sent yeah. me back a, 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 a prayer set, set in Scripture. And it was just yeah. like exactly what I needed. Yeah. So, so that, that's good. fantastic. Appreciate that. Yeah. We mentioned earlier just how dangerous it is to live, to live in isolation. You know, because, and I go back to, you know, that's the power of the other. If you get a text from Desi at just the right time, or, you know, I think back in, in, in my running life group and, um, you know, we, about a week ago, we went on a 20 mile run and there were seven of us and, you know, we all run different pace and we all have our different struggles and we all want to quit at different times we didn't let each other quit. And, you know, again, when someone else says, hey, just one more mile, or all we have left is a 5K, I'm telling you, it does something to your brain. Just like that text message from Desi did something in your brain to to go, man, you know, somebody's praying for me, you know, and they got my back. And that is a godly relationship. That's fantastic. Yeah, that's a godly relationship. Love it. Amen. Well, let's close with some scripture. In Psalms 1, it reads this. Oh, the joys of those who do not follow advice of the wicked, or stand around with sinners, or join with mockers, but they delight in the law of the Lord, meditating on it day and night.